welcome to the Advance Your Art podcast, where we talk about the journey from artist to entrepreneur and everything in between. You've worked hard to hone your craft. Now take it to the next level with tips, techniques, strategies, and routines used by successful artists to grow their businesses and careers. Now, let's get started and have some fun with your host, Yuri Cataldo. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm excellent. Thank you. I'd like to start off by asking, how do you describe yourself and what it is that you do? Well, I'm a country music artist, primarily. Um, I'm, my songs have a lot of folk influence in them and, and some bluegrass. But I've been walking the independent artist path for over 20 years, and Intentionally, actually, because I always have preferred to kind of call my own shots on what I do. But it's been, it's been an extraordinary journey and it's been exciting to, you know, work at overcoming challenges and things like that and just go from sort of strength to strength, as, as they say. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. And I, so I've been looking up and reading your bio and listening to your music and uh, you definitely have an amazing story. Were there any experiences early on in your life that planted the seed and your interest and love of country music? Um, not so much. Actually, the funny thing is that I grew up in the Philadelphia area, and growing up, we listened to folk music and some of the pop music of the day, but John Denver was a huge influence on me, as well as James Taylor and Carly Simon, people like that. Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> so country music wasn't really even in my in my sphere at the time. Okay. But then I got married in 1983, and my husband, he loved all kinds of music, and I guess he was really into rock, but he kind of got sick of it as it was coming up through the disco area and everything, and, mm-hmm. you know, into the, into the 80s, it got kind of you know, electronic, and so he started listening to the country music stations, which at the time, some of the greatest artists I think that ever came out of country were 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 out in the forefront, like Alan Jackson and George Strait, just a lot of a lot of amazing artists. So he got really hooked on country then, and I started listening to it, and that's when I fell in love with the genre as well. Okay. So with your your career. Um... I know you didn't necessarily start as a, a country music musician. What did you go to school for originally? I went to school. I took classes in like, piano and voice, stage performance, things like that. So I, I didn't know exactly that I was going to follow a path in country music, but one reason I started to take the voice classes was because I really didn't have a lot of skill with singing. Okay. And it's something that I wanted to learn how to develop. So, and then also just, you know, playing an instrument is always helpful too because it helps your ear a lot and things. Oh, yeah, definitely. When was it then when you first um, started performing as a country artist musician? I would say seriously, probably 
in the early 90s. I, after I got out of school, I was teaching singing, and I had a lot of students, and I would hold recitals and things like that for them. And a lot of my students were would like they were singing country tunes, and so I sort of started singing singing the songs too when we would do our shows and we'd go out in the community and do events. So there was just a lot of great songs to choose from, to be honest, and stuff that I felt comfortable singing. Okay. Okay, that's good. When was it then you first um, recorded your first album and put that out? My very first album was actually in 95, 96, somewhere around that time. My husband had sort of out of the blue one day started writing songs. Uh, He wasn't a musician or anything, but he just got inspired and started coming up with these melodies and lyrics, and they were really, really good. So we we got all excited about that, so we went to the studio and recorded seven of those songs. And it it, it was really an awesome experience, because I had never done anything like that before. Mm-hmm. But we were lucky enough to have somebody at the helm, you know, a producer who knew what he was doing. So, walked us through the process, helped us figure out the arrangements and, and all that. Okay. Oh, great. There was, so there's a time in, in in the, I think, what, the early 2000s or late 90s when you started collaborating with um, Lawton Giles. How did how did that relationship happen, and and what did the what was the result of that? Well, Lon Giles, as as you've read, he was one of Patsy Cline's songwriters, along with his partner Buster Bean. But it just so happened that Lawton had a small publishing company in the town that I lived, and you know back then we didn't have the internet, so if you needed songs, you had to actually go to publishers and ask them to send you stuff that you could preview. Okay. And, you know, I remember I wrote to some publishers in Nashville, and they sent me some stuff, and it was just really bad. You know, they were like, <laughs> their, they were like their B songs, or, or even less than that. But I had looked in the phone book to see if we had anything local, and I saw Lawton's publishing company listed, and I just called him up, and he said, well, come on up to the office. And then when I went up there, you know, he started telling me about Patsy and all the things he had done with her, and it just—it was kind of the beginning of a of a long, long relationship that's been really prosperous for both of us. Mm-hmm. So, how was it? Because I, I know one of the uh, or more one of the more famous songs uh, is the "Christmas Without You" song that um, you had performed and and recorded. How was how did that whole process happen? Of of recording that song and and putting it out there back in 2008 i was getting ready to record a christmas album and i called on lawton to see if he had any songs that he might want to show me in his catalog and so i went down to visit him and talk about songs and he started telling me the story of how back in 1960 patsy had come to him and his partner Buster and asked them to write her a Christmas song. So they did. It was called Christmas Without You, and Patsy was just ecstatic. I guess she wanted to give her fans a Christmas song, and 
So after they wrote it, they took the demo to her label, and the label people said, well, we like the melody, but we're not crazy about doing a Christmas song with you, so can you ask Lawton and Buster to change the lyrics to something more non-seasonal? So they, they did. They changed it to How Can I Face Tomorrow? And she recorded it and released it, and it just didn't do well at all. So Lawton told me that she was pretty heartbroken about that, and just, you know, because she, she really did want to give her fans her own special Christmas song. Mm-hmm. So all these years later, you know, here he's telling me the story, and I said to him, I don't even need to hear it. I said, I, I'm going to record that if it's okay with you. And he's like, oh, my gosh, that'd be great if you could do it in you know, the way it was originally done. And I said, yeah. So, you know, it came out really, really well. And since 2008, I've been promoting it. It just started taking off every year. More and more people found out about it, and then it just got all this attention suddenly and had a bunch of honors and things. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wonderful. So I know you've you've had a lot of success in in your career um, very steadily. Where does your where do your ideas for songs and your songwriting process come from? A lot of times they just come from observing things that are going on around me. I don't rarely and I, I rarely do I sit down and just make something up. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's got to come from somewhere. So, typically, like some writers, they'll write the music first, and then they'll do the lyrics. And, like, my husband always does it both at the same time, but I tend to write the lyrics first, mm-hmm. and then I'll go and put the melody to it. It's just, for some reason, I always feel like the lyrics drive the melody. And I've tried doing it other ways, but it just it doesn't ever work out for me as good as when I just write the lyrics first. Mm, okay. So with a lot of the things that you've done, um, you know, and with with your music, it's it's oftentimes so personal. Are there times where you feel a little bit maybe unsure of yourself, and how do you overcome those instances, or even? Like in your early days, if you ever had stage fright, how do you overcome that idea of, of fear and, and putting yourself out there? Well, I had kind of a an interesting background with this as a kid because I really wanted to sing and I expressed that to everyone that I knew practically. And I was really ridiculed pretty bad by my family, by people in my environment who I would share this with. So, it, you know, obviously it didn't stop me, but especially early on, I carried a lot of belief, uncon- you know, like subconscious beliefs about myself and what I was capable of. I knew that I could probably become a halfway decent singer, but I don't think that I really believed it, that I could take it very far back then. So that's really been my biggest obstacle. I, I think now I'm okay with, with myself and where I'm at, but just trying to, back then, trying to figure out how I could change my thinking so that I could attract into my life the success that I really knew I could achieve. Mm-hmm. And I, I did that through all kinds of ways. A lot of I read a lot of books about the mind and how our thoughts control our actions. I did a lot of journaling. A lot of for lack of a better word, meditation and 
affirmation and trying to clear out the old thoughts and replace them with positive things that were serving my desires. Mm-hmm. Were there any particular books that come to mind that, that you thought were very helpful in this instance? The first book that I read was Think and Grow Rich. Hmm. And I don't know, I guess I was just ready for the book because it was, you know, it was like manna in the desert to me. It, <laughs> it, it helped me make sense of a lot of the things that have been going on in the past. Hmm. And I realized that I didn't even have any clue that my thoughts not my conscious thoughts, but my subconscious thoughts were controlling everything that was happening to me. I just, mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people realize that. Oh, yeah. But, what, you know, that was a key for me because once I realized that, then the question was, okay, so how do I uncover what these are and wipe them out or replace them with things that are going to help me along this journey in a positive way? So then I just started reading book after book. And I I went through this program called The Secret of Deliberate Creation. Mm -hmm. It was an audio program by Dr. Robert Anthony. And he sort of took what is in Thinking Grow Rich and took it to another level. And that eight-week audio program was life-changing for me. So many light bulbs went on. And I think it was then I started to really be able to do some serious work on, on my thoughts and it made a huge difference. I, I, as soon as I started to do it, I started to see progress. I mean, I would, I would meet people suddenly that were able to help me and get me along to the next step that were supportive and it, it really did change, change everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Um, I'm curious then, what are, because you said that, you know, you're, you're kind of working independently, what are you working on now and, and what, what steps do you take with this current landscape to make sure that your music still gets out there? Well, I'm, I've been writing songs, and actually my husband has been too, and we're collaborating on some stuff as well for a new project that I hope to get underway maybe later this year or in early 2018. I have just, as an art, artist, I have really grown in my ability to deliver a song, to produce a song, <laughs> everything. Mm-hmm. So this, these new songs are really, they're, they're just kind of taking me to the next level. Okay. And they're, they're stretching me more than I've ever been stretched, and they're allowing me to sort of just let my voice go. Because I think I always, in some ways, held back just a little bit because of that, that unconscious fear of people not liking them. Mm-hmm. So now it's it's all opened up. So this is going to be a fun project for me just in the respect that I can go in there and I don't have any feeling that I have anything to prove anymore and I can just go and have complete fun. So I think with that, I don't really worry about how I can keep the music out there because I think when you're passionate about something and you put your entire self and your heart into it, it just has a way of finding its own wings. And and my music's always found its own wings. So, in fact, whenever I've tried to push it or strive to do anything with it, it never, never works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. So. <laughs> so because you're, you know, you're so busy and you're working on a lot of different things, 
um, and particularly because you're in a creative field, do you have daily rituals or routines that help set you up to be maybe more creative or, or more open and free? You know, I just keep my, I keep myself open for whatever might come in. Because I think life gives us gifts all the time and, and, you know, more likely than not, we're just too distracted to see them. Mm-hmm. So I think just keeping myself open to opportunities that might occur or ideas for songs or things like that. I'm always sort of in the receiving mode. And I found that that works. I don't really have to formally do anything or, you know, map out a plan, so to speak. I just sort of keep myself ready and waiting for for whatever's going to come in. And that brings a lot of serendipity, too, in my life and a lot of magic. Mm-hmm. What would you, what advice would you give to maybe a, a new musician or an artist who wants to follow in your footsteps but is maybe a little bit scared about working in the music industry? The first bit of advice I always give people is that you have to put the art above everything. And, you know, it's important to strive to create art to the highest standard that it can be for you. That has to be your main focus first, because if you can't get there, then it's, you know, anything you do, that, that's going to follow you, that, that it's never going to be quite, quite there, you know? But if, and, and also, like I just was saying, if you create art to the highest level in, in your ability, somehow, some way, it's going to reach people. And there's really not anything that you have to specifically do as far as trying to beat doors down, especially in today's world, because record labels, they're not really signing people anymore. I don't know when the last time it was that I went online and saw that some label signed somebody. Mm -hmm. A lot of the major labels are disappearing, and a lot of these indie labels are taking over, but... With the indie labels, let me tell you, most of them don't have a whole lot of money anyway, so you still have to figure out a way to drum up your own audience. The music industry is just changing so much. I know one thing I do every, I try at least maybe two or three times a week, I'll spend an hour or two online and I'll just send my music to different things radio stations or magazines that are, you know, review music or anything I can find to do something to put my music out there. And maybe you don't see results immediately, but the process of building that over and over and over will result in something. And that's how I got the Christmas song so, you know, so big because I just, every year... I just honed that, you know, I would send out a press release in the media and I would do some promotion on YouTube and social media and things like that. And, you know, it just sort of, more and more people started finding out about it. So you have to have patience. It's not going to happen overnight. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And it sounds like you've been very persistent, which has worked out very well for you. Yeah, you have to be persistent and you can't, 
give up. I, I was talking to a friend the other day, and she knows a young gal who, I guess a, a label was talking to her about the possibility of signing her, and I don't know what they wanted her to do, but it was stuff that she felt uncomfortable with. And so she turned it down, and then she got real discouraged and depressed and said she was going to give up music because she couldn't see any other way to become successful without selling herself you know, the label. And, you know, that's just, I said, that is just not the way to think. Mm-hmm. Especially for young people. You have time. You have a lot of time, a lot of life ahead of you. So just be consistent, like you said, and focus on making your music the best you can make it. Don't settle for mediocre music. Yeah, A lot of it out there is. I, I spent a lot of money to record my music and find the upper echelon of musicians and things like that. You can't expect to go in the studio with their, your local yokel guys, you know, your <laughs> amateurs, and then make some record that's going to shake people out of their shoes. I mean, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Because the production is so important. People don't realize that. But I, I grew up in the 60s and 70s, so I, I know all too well how production really is, is what makes the magic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What would you say is the best advice you've ever received? This is funny because my, my dad was not supportive of my music very much, and, and he always sort of made little snide comments. Like, if I would tell him that I achieved something, he'd say, oh, well, we'll see what happens with it, right? Mm-hmm. So I never expected that he would be the one that would give me the best advice, but we were talking one day about singing, and he started talking about some of the great singers over time, and one in particular he mentioned with, was Ella Fitzgerald. And he says, you know... That's the thing, you know, when you sing, you have to just sing, sing your guts out. You just have to sing from the depths of yourself. Mm-hmm. And just don't hold back. That's what was so great about those people. And I don't think he realized he was giving me advice. But <laughs> I, I, it just, that really struck me. And I thought, you know, in, in, at that point in my life, I had I had not been able to do that. I, I I could sing really well technically. I had it down, but I wasn't letting loose like that. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that's really the goal for me to be able to just open this up at some point with no fear and just sing like there was no tomorrow. So th- thank you so much, Luann, for taking the time to chat with me today. I really appreciate it. If the listeners would like to listen to more of your your songs and then read more about what you're working on. What's the best place they can do that? They can go to www.luannhunt.com or they can find me on Facebook. And my URL there is facebook.com forward slash indie country star Luann Hunt. So, and then I'm on SoundCloud. I'm on Amazon. Just if you type in my name in Google, there's going to be quite a bit of resources to find me. Okay, great. I'll make sure I put a lot of those in the show notes so the listeners can just click on through and find you. Okay. Wonderful. Well, again, thank you so much for your time. Um, Have a wonderful day. 
Yeah, thank you. This has been great, and I appreciate the opportunity. Sure, of course. It's my my pleasure. Thanks. Thank you. All right, bye, Luann. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Advance Your Hour podcast. If you liked this episode, please go into iTunes and give us a five-star rating. And while you're there, hit the subscribe button so that every single time I release a new episode, it will go directly to you without even thinking about it. If you're interested in hearing older episodes, please go to AdvanceYourArt.com where you can find the catalog of everything I've done so far, as well as contact information and projects I'm working on. Thank you again, and have a great day.